Hey community, in today's episode, Matt sits down with artist Shane and Shane to talk about how to better disciple your worship team. They also talk about how to introduce modern hymns into your worship services and just give a lot of great practical tips for becoming a better worship leader. We hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Loop Live. I'm coming to you from the Loop Community Studios in downtown Chicago. And uh, my name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of Loop Community and the host of the Loop Live show. So glad you guys are here with us today. We've got a great guest or guests. We've got Shane and Shane. These guys are incredible worship leaders, worship songwriters, artists. Also, they're the guys behind the Worship Initiative, which are some of our top-selling tracks at Loop Community. And I have not talked to these guys since, gosh, I think 2014 was the year in Dallas when we were launching, we were getting ready to launch the Looptimus controller, and we did a video on YouTube with them on how to use Looptimus live with our app Prime. It was a really fun video, and it was fun hanging out at their studios filming that. And uh, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with them about what they're up to these days. And so if you guys have any questions at all, you can type them into the comment box, and we might take some questions live too. So uh, I told these guys I would give them some curveball questions. So go ahead and give me give me your... Uh, Toughest question you've got. All right, without further ado, here are Shane and Shane. What's up, All guys? Right. Woo! We're here Magic. together again. Man, we're really doing it. It's guys. the trio. The trio, back <laughs> in business. <laughs> the three amigos, back in business. You guys, so good to see you, man. It's been forever. Gosh. I know. I know it has. It's very good to see you, bro. It's since we actually last hung out. You guys really rolled out and launched this entire worship initiative project. I think you guys were just starting at that time. And you've mm-hmm. done how many albums now of worship initiative songs? Oh, man. I don't know. There, I think there's 410s, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're actually like very top sellers on our website. People love those arrangements. and So it's just really cool to you know, talk to you guys again and see you guys after this... Uh, what, five years of worship initiative, and you've launched an album recently called Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that album. Like, what is the inspiration behind it? Why did you record these? <clears throat> yeah, so um, those of you watching who don't know much about us, we, uh, we stumbled into music um, in college. And when I say stumbled, I mean like, we were business majors and had no business doing music. Um, and I knew a couple chords and, you know, 15 worship songs. And that's what we did. Um, never, you know, dreamed about doing music. And then just, you know, uh, a, a million doors, little pathways and God sovereignly just set us. Um, Shane, when we met, he wasn't a believer and he came to Christ, right? When we first met and, uh, and so we didn't know what to do. So we started to sing the scriptures because, I mean, like, literally, we didn't have a grid for Christian music or like, didn't they used to sing the Psalms? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so we opened up the Psalms. I mean, we were singing through the book of Psalms and we called that record 20 years ago, you know, Shane and Shane, Psalms. 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 And uh, and that's just, uh, that was a, a pattern that um, <clears throat> marked our beginning and we've just never been able to leave it as far as just singing God's word. Um, he just used that so much in our lives. And, uh, 
And it's awesome that he would use that in other people's lives. And so all that to say is we're still doing it. That's what we're still doing, singing, singing God's word. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you as you teach and admonish one another through singing <laughs> psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratefulness to God in your heart. Um, so that's a really amazing opportunity that the word of Christ would dwell richly in side of believers in their car, in their cubicle, in their kitchen, wherever they're at, um, in their congregations. That uh, so that that's our that's kind yeah. of like our mission in in doing that and uh, and so yeah, so we loved it. We we loved doing it. We got our hymn our hymn section. Um, this was a really cool little treat. Uh, a lady named Fanny Crosby. She wrote like Blessed Assurance and a bunch of old hymns. You know, she lived in the, in the 1800s <clears throat> and she was blind from a really young age. And she was just, uh, she was just a Jesus loving machine. And like some vault got opened of like her poems, hymns, you know, that no one's ever seen like <clears throat> recently. So a buddy of mine um, came uh, to, to town. I, I didn't really even know him that well. I know him better now. His name's Grayson. He's a worship leader from Northern California. And he brought like these poems. And and so we we ended up co-writing with our dear sister, uh, Fanny Crosby, um, <laughs> you know, three tunes two of them are on uh that that record and so that was kind of a special little thing just to imagine you know sitting in a room with this dear sister that's um, pretty cool yeah yeah so i love the idea around it because well i love the idea of um singing scripture because it's amazing how much you can remember by singing a song um you know i even grew up my dad was a pastor of a church and he was really passionate and still is. I mean, he's 72 years old and his whole life he's been so passionate about singing scripture. He's written hundreds of scripture songs that are just straight scripture. He did like a couple albums of all just kids worship songs, kids scripture songs. And his whole passion and his mission was to like hide the word of God in kids' hearts. And it's funny because I grew up listening to these and hearing these, you know, every night when he'd sing to me asleep and they still pop into my head at random moments like, I'll be just like doing something, walking through the city of Chicago or something, and some scripture song will pop in my head that I learned when I was five years old. And it's cool because it's not just a song, it's God's <laughs> word. And I feel like that's a way for someone to memorize scripture yeah. uh, instead of reading it and like memorizing it, you know, as words. So I love yeah. that you guys are doing that because it's so cool. Yeah. Is there yeah. a song? Is there a song on that you wish you, because uh, I don't even know how you guys even chose. There's so many good songs that you could have put on this album, right? And you guys chose great ones, obviously. But I'm curious, were there any songs that you really, that almost made the cut that you wish you could have put on there that you didn't? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing a curveball at you guys. No, Which one? There's one? Um, well, there's, there's uh, yeah, I... I <clears throat> You know, I usually, uh, this this didn't used to be the case. It, we used to, you know, play a ton of shows a year and we had two weeks to do a record and it was like, whatever was there, 
you know, I probably maybe brought in seven songs to the thing and just begged God for like three or four more in the moment, kind of a deal. Um, but by God's grace, you know, he's built our schedule around, you know, I have more margin. So I, I usually like, you know, I'm trying to find that songs that, you know, are fitting kind of the mission of the record. And there's, there's sometimes like often I'll put a song that uh, was kind of birthed years before, you know? Um, and so like, there's one right now called, uh, I don't know what it's going to be called, but on, on my notes, it's called, but you said, and it's just a song about, you know, kind of a, <clears throat> it's kind of like a, song of complaint like complaining prayer you know like this is that you've said this and so this is on you god and you've said this and you've said this and 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 um and it almost made it because like i finished a chorus and right in the moment and then a verse um but it didn't make it you know because there was just other ones that kind of rose to the top so yeah, yeah there's there's always a handful which maybe they'll roll over i don't know yeah yeah what what would you guys say to a worship leader who is hesitant to play hymns, maybe like older, like scripture songs, because they only just want to play the current hits, you know, the big like top five, top 10 worship songs right now, but they're hesitant to play hymns. What advice, of, what advice or encouragement would you give a worship pastor who doesn't enjoy playing hymns or older songs? You know, <clears throat> I would say, uh, yeah, the, the best the best advice I can get, take it with a grain of sand, of salt. What is it? Yeah, a grain of salt. Salt or sand? <laughs> salt. Oh, See man. how smart I am? Yeah, this is awesome. What I'm going to say, you need to take it to the bank. <laughs> just, you know, uh, and I think we know this, we say this, often we sing this, but it's, it's, it's just so not about us. It's, so it's, it has nothing to do with you. Um, and so, like, I would, I would, for, for many of our churches, just take into account who's coming and uh, just do a diagnostic on here's, here's our folks. And so we're going we're gonna to choose songs largely based on our family, you know. Um, and if some of these churches you're talking about, they're all just young couples and young families and they, you know, Maybe they had hymns when they were little. Maybe they didn't. You know, there's a lot more freedom to, to play just your top worship hits or whatever. Um, but a lot of churches, you know, it, it's 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 worship teams and worship leaders who who are on Spotify all day long with all the worship new worship coming and they want to do it, but their congregation is just so, is they're so not there. And so I would just like, and not, not that you can't introduce a song, you know, gently and slowly, but I would just say, man, we just, we want the word of Christ to dwell richly. We want Jesus to be seen and savored and enjoyed. We don't, we don't care if we get these people to like this song or like have this emotional moment, like this song can create. We're just about serving. And so it's, we're, we're servants of, yeah. of Jesus and servants of people. Um, and so, yeah, I, and it's freeing to just go, you know, it's just, it's not about my preference. It's, it's simply about serving these folks the best that I can. And I think that goes, 
also with like what taking a good diagnostic of your band and your team um because you're gonna that's gonna inform a lot of song choices of like man i think you know here we have kathy over here she kind of had some lessons when she was in the fifth grade and joe bob over there plays you know i helped with this church one time and they had like 10 people on stage it was the it was the worst thing i'd ever heard in my entire life <laughs> and they knew it too i, I mean uh, you know they just asked me to help with help help them um and so i did I, for uh, like two or three times i just went to their rehearsals <clears throat> and, and so anyway the first sunday we just uh we just had the key the keyboard guy who just literally just I mean, one, three, and five, that's, that's all we got out of the keyboard guy. So he just held it down and then there was four singers and they just sang, that's it. We just, that, that was it. And it was, it was amazing, yeah. you know, just like, man, let's build on something that, that, that isn't distracting yeah. that people can enter into conversation with God through these songs. And so I think taking a good diagnostic, both congregationally and who is in your band is yeah. like super wise. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know, yes, that we're here to serve. You know, I, I like telling worship leaders too, like just love the people more than the music. That like you're there to like lead people, not to have your own like personal like music performance and you know, just playing the songs that you like, but but playing songs that are really gonna like bless the people in your congregation. And I love you you guys are like so humble, like so you would never even say this, but like I would say like, you know, some promotion for you guys, like the Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, you've got all these songs that you guys have written that are taking scripture that maybe you don't have to play like a super, super old song. Like you guys have kind of like taken, you know, the, the scripture and made new songs and, you know, sing a new song to the Lord. And, uh, and these are cool, fresh takes and on, on these scriptures. What's your guys' favorite song on the album? Ooh. Um, I think a, a song called My Portion. That's one of the ones that we co-wrote with Fanny. Yeah. Yeah. Did she give you permission to do that, by the way? She did. It was a weird, it was a weird experience. We had to do a little, we had to do a little seance. Yeah, right. Not true. Not true. Just a joke. Bad joke. Uh, Yeah, that Psalm 42 is really fun. Um, Like, it's it's like a fun song. Uh, But I think my portion is probably the best song, in our opinion, for like the church to sing. I think, I mean, that's my opinion, maybe yeah. not your opinion, but we love it. And we, you know, we've been, we've been living in the hymns the past five years, you know, 2016 through this release. I mean, we kind of lived in the hymns for a season. We did one song, one record called Vintage, which was kind of like old worship songs, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah. which was kind of like surprising. And even, even like, we got such a crazy good response off of that record. And I think people were like, Oh, I remember that. I love that. And I think it, even in the, I mean, it was kind of a random kind of, we fell into it kind of like Shane was saying earlier with that, with that record. Yeah. But like, I think people were really like, like taken back to their first love with like remembering singing these songs, which was really awesome. And that's what we want to do with music anyway. I mean, we just want to set the table for, for like different facets of, of, who Jesus is to us and like in different seasons. And, and I, just, I mean, he's, it's a, it's a beautiful, the body is beautiful and Jesus is, um, Jesus is so 
good at surprising us with all kinds of facets yeah. of of his personality and and words and all of all of these things and i think living in the hymns for us has been really cool that with the hymns live records the probably the biggest streaming record we've had the psalms live and and hymns live and people have been loving these hymns and singing them in their churches which is crazy and yeah. and to go, to go along with your, your question a second ago of like what would you say to worship leaders who are having a hard time singing hymns i think something that hymns accomplish is the same thing that the vintage record accomplishes for our generation um so there's just folks out there and it's not just old people it's like people who grew up in in baptist churches and methodist churches when they were kids and there's something that like you know you know hymn something that marks a hymn is that it's a song that's been handed down from generation to generation um and uh and so that just that that connection to a moment that you've had with Christ when you're singing, yeah. you know, my Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's kind of a similar thing. You know, those were kind of our hymns on the vintage record. Yeah. Um, that, that we, when we first were believers, we were singing, you know, and, and so, yeah. I think I gave you guys probably about 10,000 streams of that vintage record. <laughs> I love that record so much. I grew up as like a vineyard, pastor's uh -huh. kid, wor young worship leader in the Vineyard Movement, and those songs just brought me right back to youth camp, you know, when, when I, like, came to know Christ, you know, like, yeah. and I actually had a personal relationship with, and I feel like that was a very, very special, very special record. Um, what, so let's talk, let's talk for a second about Worship Initiative, because I think what's cool about Worship Initiative, too, is that you guys have all these resources to prepare teams to be ready. And uh, what would you guys say as a worship pastor, what does it mean to disciple your worship team? And is that a worship pastor's job? Because I feel like a lot of worship pastors feel this, this pressure um, to like disciple them and like pastor your team. Like your worship team is like your own like flock, like your own congregation in a way or like team that you have to like mentor and like disciple or that word is thrown around and I would just be curious from your guys' perspective like what do you think it means as a worship pastor to disciple your team and is that the worship leader's job? Um, I uh, We go to a church called Watermark Community <clears throat> Church and it's been it's been really encouraging just to uh, I would say it's well, maybe not the first one, but a community for us here at the church has been really sweet. Um, communities like at the middle name, but they really go hard. They go hard to the whole with the community. Um, and so community groups kind of look more like kind of locked in accountability groups versus versus community groups in a sense of like, oh, community group, invite your neighbors. Um, just because for those kinds of things, we have other kind of pathways in. Yeah. Uh, and so... That being said, our like everybody who plays in bands, there's a ton of bands at our church, worship bands and all of that. Um, you know, they are all in a community group who uh, is caring for them. And so if the worship leader is dis discipling them, um, maybe the probably the best thing we can do is just ask them how their community is going um, and just come around that thought, because that's that's how we're getting. That's how we're like. You know, as long yeah. as it is today, getting encouraged, 
you know, and and so we we expect that's going on with them. And if it's not, then, <clears throat> then like help us help us help you. Yeah. And so, you know, and then there's always chances to kind of, you know, I think like wash the band's feet and lead in humility, disciple in that kind of way, you know, in rehearsals and all of that. I think that's like a huge mark and a huge opportunity to lead uh, retreats and all those things. There's really cool opportunities to to come around your team, but on a on a day by day basis, like, man, you know, it, it's not even wrong if a, a worship leader has a, a band at a church and they're going to be a community group and yeah. they're like, I can get that, but that doesn't have to be the case. It's just like, man, you're just a member of the church. Like our, our, our guy running the light console, he's, he's answering pastoral calls during the week. And the guy who's mopping the floor, he's answering pastoral calls during the week. Yeah. And so like, we're all in ministry here. Like electric guitar, lighting console guy, janitor, teacher, we're all in ministry. And so we, we are encouraging one another to, uh, to just take advantage of the graces that God has given us to walk with Jesus. And that's, and that's com community is a big one of those. So, Yeah, that's a really good point because a lot of churches have those community groups already kind of built in. And so mm -hmm. if you're maybe encouraging them to be plugged in into one of those and uh, helping them to get connected if they're not, that's a great way to disciple them. Yeah, and, and to, I mean, there's places where maybe maybe you don't have that opportunity, you know? But, I mean, so if if you don't have a, a place to be known and to, to pour into people and and to to not just bear each other's burdens, but, but like... Um, help put some rails around people's lives so that they can go deeper in their faith and and look more like jesus and have a place to confess and all that stuff man get that stuff around you and if it's people in the band because you're with them a lot do it you know like dig into the word together have accountability like practice the one another's of scripture you know like be together and so i, I mean if you're at a small church and and you know there's 200 people coming on a weekend or less, man, be known and know people, you know? Yeah. And so we're, we're just, we're, we're fortunate to be in a place where they, they have systems for this, but that's not, it's probably not normal, you yeah. know? Uh, but so, man, I, I would encourage, I hope you're, I hope you're being known as a believer and I hope you're having someone that's helping you, like, like Shane said, to, to press on on and, good deeds and not just good deeds, but just abiding in Jesus, you know, mm. you have somebody helping you abide in the vine <clears throat> because man, that's, that's what's going to bring life to your ministry. That's going to bring life to your services, life to your discipleship. It's going to be, are you connected to the vine? You know? Yeah, and so yeah. you, you have to do that. So if you're not in that, I would encourage you, if you feel like you're beat up, if you feel like you, you're you're hard pressed to 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 rack up the emotion to do it again on a Sunday, man, press into Jesus and find people to help you do that because that is, that I mean, that is the answer. It's always going to be the answer, and whether you're a worship leader or you're a janitor, it's the same thing. You have to be plugged into the vine. So, do that. That's yeah. That's a good word. The most important, 
uh, I think the most important thing for my spiritual health, and I'm talking to worship leaders, because, you know, my question, my response question is, you know, who's discipling the worship leader? You know, not not the worship leader of the band, but lots of our worship pastors are isolated mm -hmm. because, you know, they're just they get to create their set lists and go in their office and do their thing. And there's, you know, and uh, man, the, the best thing I've ever done for my spiritual walk on a on a functional level is is take a step into some guys lives where I confess all of my sin and nothing is hidden. And uh, because that's the way, according to James, that we find healing. And, uh, and so that, that's just a, So if you're not doing that, then you're just missing out mm -hmm. on a huge grace. Like you can employ just the power of God by, by just taking that step. Um, and so if, where we're at, like you can't be in the band without having that community. Um, or for that matter, you, a, a member, you know, um, so we, in our church, it holds that really tight. Of course, you can come and visit all you want to, and a lot of people do. But like to be like a core member, it's like only because we see it in Scripture. And it's like, man, without it, then it's not going to go well Yeah. for you. Man, that's a good word because I think this is the most, this is a very isolating time for a lot of people, you know, with COVID oh, yeah. and people are more isolated than ever. Mm -hmm. And I liked what you said too about being, known and know because being known is you know opening yourself up to vulnerability like let people know you you know get in a group and in relationships where people know you but also i like the be no part because i was or or know people because i thought you know there's also people who are also very lonely and isolated and like we need to like step up and like go get to know them like provide mm -hmm. a space that's safe for them to actually come to us and like let themselves be known to us and it's a community thing and I, I love that tell us what's going on oh sorry go ahead no no it's, i just end that like it should be what marks us right yeah like our, our marriages and our communities like it's it's the difference between our faith and every other faith or one of the differences is that god doesn't leave mm -hmm. like when he knows us completely and it's a miracle but he doesn't leave he stays there. And so like we have the opportunity, obviously in our marriages to, to make that kind of covenant. And then in our, in our body, in our friendships, in our bands, like I'm, I, I want, like you said, provide that, <clears throat> that space where I can know you, not all the good, but, but all the good and all the crap. And, and I'm not going to leave you. And that, that, that's just crazy. That's just so freeing. That is so freeing and it just creates an environment, you know, that it, that there's a ripple effect from that, especially if it begins out of a worship leader going, hey, guys, into the band. I've done this and seen this. You know, I need to confess something. And yeah. that's something, that's, you know, here we go. And then there, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's God, God is a God of grace and goodness and, but man, he doesn't want us to stay hidden in the, in the dirt, you know? Right. Okay. We can move on. So what's, what's next with worship initiative? Man, so much with worship initiative is going on. We just, uh, uh, we're stepping into a new season in 2022 where uh, we have our core worship initiative that will remain the same, but uh, we're in the process of 
uh, a new record label where we'll be doing original music, which is a new thing. And so we signed our first three artists, which is pretty cool. Um, a girl named Davy Flowers, a guy named Aaron Williams, and a guy named John Mark Cole. Uh, and Whoa. so Shane and and those th- those three others, along with some of the rest of our team, will be writing original music. And so in uh, we have a new kids uh, kids worship, which is all original, which is coming out in January, and we'll probably do another one in 2022. So look for you know between you know four and five original records in 2022 coming out of the worship initiative, which is a new a new season for us. And so we'll continue with our normal pace, which is already pretty quick. And uh, so we've been building our team and uh, it's pretty exciting. It's very exciting around here. That's very cool. I did not know about the worship label. That's that's really, really cool. I'm looking forward to watch that uh, come to life even more. So my last question for you, and it's kind of going back to the hymns and spiritual songs project. Can you give us just a peek into your writing process, into the writing room of when you were like, okay, we're going to write a song based on scripture. How does that even start? Like, how do you find the verse? How do you, you know, how do you find the scripture verse that you're going to use? And what translation of the verse do you use? And how much of the verse do you use? Or like, just give us a little bit of a peek into uh, the process of even writing a scripture song. Yeah. Uh, That's really changed over the years. I've learned to, I've learned to pay attention a lot more, like just in life. Um, When I'm, listening to a sermon on a walk when I'm um, literally just shopping, um, just paying attention and trying to listen to the spirit and, and having the faith to, to record that on my phone. And so like, I'll be even, even a groove thought I'll be like, you know, kind of deal. And, and then, so there's tons. So when I go to that spot, um, which is our stairwell here, um, because it's just re- reverb for days. Uh, I I have something because, I, and I don't even remember it, but I, I open up this and I mean, I have, you know, there's multiple options of, you know, lots of scripture, even like hook ideas. And, and I don't even know if they're good, but I just, I just, there's a bank of things that will inspire that moment um, in there. And so Psalm 42 I was reading through Psalm 42 for lots of reasons. This is a tough year. Psalm 42 is a good, it's a, is a great Psalm, um, for 2020 and 2021. Um, and I was, uh, I was also kind of flirting with this thought of like, you know, the hymn come thou fount of every blessing Mm -hmm. tune to sing thy praise streams of mercy, never ceasing call for songs of love. praise. It's amazing. And in in my moment, it it kind of felt like streams of like trouble, you know. Last year was a really tough year for my family, so it's like just crashing waves just coming over us the whole time. And so, so I'm reading Psalm 42. I'm thinking of "Come Thou Fount," and I'm like, streams of trouble also call for songs of praise. And those those songs sounded kind of like wails, like groans and wails and where i mean psalm 42 where is my god 
waves are crap breakers are crashing over i mean it's a lament and um and it ended up being psalm 42 where you know we're almost just singing the psalm a lot of it's word for word and then there's this chorus of um tune my heart lord in the midst of all of this streams of trouble that my that, that i can come to you in praise still and uh so anyway so if that helps, that's just one one little thing I've learned as a as a songwriter and a creative of just have the faith to record anything yeah. and everything. And is it word for word, or will you leave words out or skip phrases or? Um, there's a couple songs, uh, you know, that I've written that are word for word, but for the most part, no. Yeah. I just I, you know we still we we want uh, it's that you know. This kid's record is there's a lot of word for word scripture. Um, and I think we'll do projects like your dad, where we do like just put the scripture to music. I would love to do that. Yeah. But I want people to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and so there's there's like a, a balance of like, I want it to be f just filled with the scripture. Yeah. Um, but I also want it to sound good and feel good and rhyme. Yeah all those kinds of things. And so, um, so some are really close, like Psalm, Psalm 34, we have a, uh, we put to music and it's really close. Um, and then it's others are, uh, taking these ideas of, of scripture and sprinkling in little phrases from the scripture, but basically taking the idea of it and, and unpacking it. Yeah, that's it kind awesome. of be like almost like when you pray through the scriptures, you know, I mean, if you ever do that, like as a practice, it's just like you try to uh, you try to have some applicable mm -hmm. applicable thoughts inside of of like reading it. And you and you're just kind of like in the moment, just applying that. Yeah. You know, and hopefully a lot of these songs do that, you know, because yeah. I mean, when the way that Shane writes, too, is really a lot a lot of the time, uh, especially the original thoughts are all pretty devotional in in their in like kind of their birth you know it's kind of like something that's sticky to him and something that has really encouraged his heart or like he's saying just like a prayer psalm 42 was a was a was kind of a prayer it's just like man it's like this stuff has to come out it's like i gotta get it out yeah. you know or or there will be other times that he writes where he's just like man there's this phrase that's floating around right now that is confusing and I kind of want to help inform that, you know? And so I think there's kind of like a gamut of things where you're like, man, there's a lot of songs that say this, but like, I think that's might not be as helpful as saying, man, this, this is, let's push that up against scripture and let's try to have a thought that is really rooted in something that's helpful, you know? And like, cause ultimately, you know, like we, you, anyone who does what we do calls himself a believer. It's just like, man, we have, we, we just want to set the table, man. We just want to, we just want to say, man, there's a better way. There's a better life. Mm. Know him, know him, know him. We found the treasure. We want you to know the treasure. And if you do, we want you to remember that he is the treasure, you know? And so like, we're just trying to come around those thoughts always. And whether we're on the road or leading on Sunday or, or uh, loving our families, you know, and a devotional moment, it's just like, we just want, uh, we just want our affections and we want those around us affections to be stirred for him, you know? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What, uh, what version do you guys use? 
Or do you <clears throat> will you kind of flip between versions to see what kind of uh, wording is more beautiful? Or I, I, I do that some. Um, I, I, I I've just I had I've had the ESV Bible for like fifteen years, so I'm kind of used yeah. to it. Um, but I, I will flip around if I'm, you yeah. know, I remember, uh, we did a song, um, up, up written out of Psalm 45. Uh, and I, I love the song, but the first three lines are the first three lines of the message version version of Psalm 45. I mean, yeah. it just worked, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, dear Eugene, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey. Totally. I appreciate you answering those questions. I'm just, I'm just personally actually very curious on those things because I've recently been trying to write, kind of pick up a little bit of my dad's mantle a little bit and write some scripture songs and because I've always just kind of focused on like just writing like you know the congregational worship song, and now I'm like, hey, let's do some scripture. And I actually just finished a song uh, on Psalm 139 that is like almost word for word. Um, but I was trying to figure out, but there is like one section in the song where I'm like, man, these, this word for word does not work. Like it's not beautiful at all. It's actually very ugly. And I'm like, can I make some changes to it? Or is that like, or am I like struck by lightning for doing that? Um, so I'm just kind of curious what your guys' process on that has been. Cause that's what I've been kind of working on the past. I know the dilemma. Too. It's like, if you're going to, if you're going there word for word, you, you gotta, you gotta commit, I know, you know, and then it's and then you you've been word to word for six six verses in a row and it comes to verse seven, and it's like there's no way. So can I just <laughs> yeah. skip to verse nine? <laughs> Let's skip. I know. And isn't there a scripture that talks about like anyone who like don't don't, don't add, add words to, to this book and don't, don't take it away? Anything? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I picked the wrong profession here. This is not. Good. <laughs> can man, you send you us that song? Send it to us, man. Yeah, I'll send it that. to you. I'll send it to you. Seriously, send me anything that you're in 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 that vein. I would love to just. We can't yeah. have enough of that. I'd love to cool. hear it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Awesome. I've got two that come to mind. Well, you guys, thanks hey. so much for taking the time to talk and hang out. Good to see you guys again. Everybody, go find Shane and Shane on Apple <laughs> Music, Spotify. Drive to Dallas, find them. Come go on, listen to their it. music. Here. Hey, listen man. to their thanks, music. Matt. It's incredible. You, see you guys. All right, you guys, that was an awesome interview with Shane and Shane. And uh, man, I just love talking to those guys about, they, they have so, they're doing so much cool stuff, like writing you know, artist songs, like Christian songs, but also writing scripture songs. And now this kids project that sounds really interesting and the Worship Initiative. If you haven't, by the way, checked out the Worship Initiative, make sure you go to worshipinitiative.com. And uh, they've got tons of resources on that website, like tutorial videos and scripture like devotionals that go along with songs and everything you need basically to uh, lead a song in your church. They've also done some really cool, unique arrangements of songs that are just different, you know, and it's just like a fresh way to maybe play uh, a song at your church that you've sung a hundred times. So make sure you check that out. Go to Apple Music, Spotify, look at Shane and Shane, listen to their uh, vintage album. That's also cool. And then of course, listen to their new one, the Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs. But thanks for joining us. Write down in the comments what's the number one thing that you're going to take away from this conversation. What's the one thing that you learned? One thing that stuck out to you? Write down in the comments. Let us know. Also, if you have not, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, share button, all that stuff. And we will see you soon at the next Loop Live. Have a great day.
Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt McCoy. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Hey, it means so much to us when you let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments what you learned from this episode, anything else that you found encouraging from this episode. Glad you guys are listening to the podcast. Hope to provide to you a lot of helpful content as you lead worship. See you soon.